Alrighty, welcome back to the Pole Hitter Podcast. This is Rob D, the Dead Pole Hitter. Let's go through some spring training box scores for March 7th, 2023. Dylan Carlson with an ADP of 331 in the last two weeks of draft champions. He's DHing right now, going through some arm fatigue. They're saying he's going to get back into the outfield soon. Part of a possible outfield competition. Hit his second home run of the spring, seven ribbies and 15 at-bats this spring with no walks and six Ks. Nolan Gorman going an ADP 367 in draft champions the last two weeks. He goes two for two with a home run and a walk. Second homer now, he has five Ks, three walks, and 17 at-bats. Nick Matan with an ADP of 597, outfield only right now. He's going to move around the the um, diamond for the Tigers. He went three for three, batting second. Two walks, four Ks with two home runs this spring. I think he's going to pick up eligibility in multiple spots during the season. Riley Green continues to lift the ball with authority. This was never the problem for him. It was mostly about not hitting so many ground balls. Of his 12 stat cast batted balls this spring, 10 have gone for 90 miles per hour or higher, and only two of those 90 miles per hour or higher have been ground balls. Andre Lipsius of the Tigers went two for three with the home run. He's now seven for 15 with three homers, no walks, two Ks, and he has played first, second, and third base in the spring. He could be a utility guy for the Tigers at some point in the season, not getting drafted a lot in draft champions, so you can probably scoop him up basically in the 49th, 50th round for possible in-season multi-eligibility player. Matthew Boyd, ADP of 453 in the last two weeks of draft champions. Three innings pitched, one hit, one earned run, seven Ks, no walks. He induced 23 swings for nine whiffs, 39% whiff rate, 44% CSW. His four-seam change and slider all got seven swings apiece with three whiffs apiece. Total on the day, 40% O-swing and 65% zone contact. Something is going on with Matthew Boyd. You might as well speculate. The Tigers look like they're doing something different with the pitching. A lot of guys are showing improved velo, different pitch mixes. I like what they're doing. I think they're kind of probably a team that hasn't been to driveline or done a lot of pitching analytics yet. So they might be regressing toward the league mean of being advanced um, in pitching. It may sound crazy, but um, Garrett Hill also showing a velo bump on the StatCast game feed. That's from his overall velocity from last season, but he had this velocity as a reliever when he stopped starting games last season. He's still wild, but he's been effective so far this spring. 30% whiff rate, 67% zone contact, and a 55% O swing. I don't know. I'm going to say really crazy here, but I think he's a sneaky closer candidate if he does not return to the starting rotation. Really kind of bold out of their prediction possibility thing, but you can scoop him up during the last round of your draft champions if you want. Um, Yusei Kikuchi, ADP 454 in the last two weeks. He has only been drafted in six of the 25 last online championships, which are 12-team leagues with Fab on the NFBC. Three innings pitch, two walks, two Ks on 51 pitches. The changeup is 1.4 miles per hour harder with an improved 440 RPM spin from last season. He had a 40% whiff rate, 29% TSW, and a 60 67% zone contact. I included some heat maps um, from last year's changeup to the changeup that he threw yesterday to righties. And it just seems like it's more off the plate, more further away from righties, less um, in the heart of the plate. So that's good. 
Kikuchi, it, I'm sure if you liked him before, you're probably going to keep going to that well. Might, it may not be a horrible thing, honestly. Uh, Mitch Keller, three innings pitched, three hits, three Ks. He threw his new cutter 10 times. He got eight swings, one whiff on it for a 10% CSW and an 86% zone contact rate on it. Overall, he has 16% whiffs and 30% CSW. I think Mitch Keller is a decent spot right now to draft in the 380s and ADP. And I think that he's just going to give you exactly what he is. And if he takes any steps forward, that's good for you. You know, um, I don't think he'll do much harm to your team. I think he's still improving as a pitcher. Maybe not to the effect that we want to see or we hope for prior. Um, but still, I think will be an overall solid pitcher for you this draft season. Grayson Rodriguez, the Baltimore Orioles stud pitching prospect, threw 55 pitches in two and two-thirds innings pitch with two walks, four Ks, and a jack allowed. He only got one swing out of the zone and a 23% whiff rate. I don't think Grayson Rodriguez is going to return the value for where he's going right now in drafts. It's just too rich for me. I'm not going to take the bite. I think he's a wonderful prospect, and he looks like a great pitcher, but I just don't see him getting the lens to get enough wins, and I just don't know about the overall innings pitched for the season. Um, Kenta Maeda with an ADP of 295 in draft champions in the last two weeks and 268 in online championships through 57 pitches and two and two-thirds innings pitch, three hits, four walks, zero Ks, Sitting 89.6 on the four-seamer. He got 17 swings, one whiff for a 6% whiff rate and 100% zone contact. Uh, I know it's early in spring and the veterans are still trying to get their stuff back and they have a routine. But this is kind of alarming for me. And I don't know if I'm going to be buying right now if I'm drafting currently until I see a little bit more improvement from him. Colton Kowser, Baltimore Orioles prospect, was 0 for 2 with two runs, two walks, and a K. He has 11 at-bats this spring with seven walks and six Ks. He will be up at some point this season, and I think he will be pushing Cedric Mullins or Austin Hayes for playing time. He's a stud prospect, and I think that he's going to make his mark sometime this season. Whether it be last 100 at-bats, plate appearances kind of thing like Gunnar Henderson did last season. But I'm thinking he might be up sooner than that. Ryan Jeffers, catcher of the Minnesota Twins, ADP 545 in draft champions. He was 2-for-2 with two doubles. He now has three extra base hits this spring in a draft and hold. In that spot, I'm locking him up all day as my catcher number three. He's got power, and I think he's just going to play a little bit more than we anticipate even with Christian Vasquez there. C.J. Abrams led off with Lane Thomas batting second for the second time in the last three games. That may be a little, a little bit of a view into what they might do this season. Either way, I think both of those guys will spend a decent amount of time batting one or two apiece. Mackenzie Gore with an ADP of 351 in draft champions in the last two weeks. Three innings pitched, three hits, one earned run, one walk, one K on 35 pitches. He had 25% whiff rate and a 31% CSW. Mackenzie Gore, I think we've all been tantalized by the prospect pedigree and what he's shown in short flashes. Mm, he's still um, at a spot where there's still some decent other guys to get for your team, but I don't know. I think um, I think I'll be speculating here. I think he's a I think he's a decent guy to hope for some upside if he shows some of the improvements that we need to see, including his fastball. Alex Colome, ADP 747. I know, I know, he stinks, right? But this is the Washington Nationals. Um, 747 ADP in the last two weeks of draft champions. He entered the game in the fourth following Gore. Um, 
you know, I think sometimes the team brings in the closer or one of the closer options first in line, the first reliever out of the pen in spring training, either in the third inning or the fourth inning, and he was that guy this outing. Not to say that he's going to be the closer, but, <laughs> um, you know, if you need some closer specs late in a draft champion, you you might throw a dart at him. You never know. He could be a guy they try to get his value up to trade before the uh, trade deadline. Uh, Edward Cabrera on the Marlins, three innings pitch, three hits, one earned run, a walk, and two Ks on 44 pitches. He had a 27% whiff rate and a 32% CSW. The four-seamer had six swings, zero whiffs, and one call strike for an 8% CSW on the four-seamer. It was all over the place. I included a heat map, um, um, a pitching chart on the notes section that you'll find on pullhitter.com and also on the Patreon. I'm going to have all my spring training notes that I've done logged on the Patreon too, so it'll be all in one spot, you guys, to check it out when that comes out on Friday. going to be Friday, baby. Stir it. I'm going to do an online championship draft. We'll get into that. Hold on. Um, almost done. But yeah, I don't trust the fastball uh, for Habrera. I'm not taking him at all this year in draft. Shintaro, Shintaro Fujinami on the Oakland Athletics ADP 445 in draft champions. He's only been drafted twice in the last 25 online championships. Three innings pitched, one hit, one earned run, two walks, three Ks on 52 pitches. He threw the four-seamer 44% of the time with 10 swings, five whiffs, and a 35% CSW rate, and a 63% zone contact. Overall, all his pitches, 32% whiffs, 29% CSW. There might be a huge buying opportunity here. It, there really might be. He, he he might be close. Him and Senga might be closer than we think in skills, and they're not together in price. Um, Zach Gowling, two inning pitch, three hits, four earned runs, four walks, and one K on 62 pitches. Good to see him stretched out. He's down two miles per hour on his four-steamer and 1.4 miles per hour on the cutter. Overall, he had 26 swings, six whiffs, 23% whiff rate, 23% CSW. Oledmus Diaz, ADP 416 in draft champions in the last two weeks, three for four, four ribbies. He had only played shortstop this spring and not the all-around versatile Oledmus Diaz that we have all come to love. Um, so this might be what the the athletics have planned for him all the way. Um, Astori Ruiz batted ninth. He, he had batted in first or ninth this spring so far. E, Isan Diaz on the Giants, ADP 747 of draft champions the last two weeks. Two for three, two ribbies. He's getting looks at second and short. And he's usually batting in the top half, fifth, third, third, first, and third. Something to keep an eye on. Definitely a good possible late snag here in the end of the draft champions. Um, you know what the Giants like to do, and if they find an effective platoon guy, Isan Diaz, former prospect pedigree, maybe finally find his footing here with the Giants. Graham Ashcraft, three innings pitch, three earned runs, three hits, two earned runs, one walk, and two Ks. I included a link to an article on MLB.com that just talking about his attack plan for this game. He said he was trying to um, improve his slider the first game. This game, he was all about filling up the zone. I think Graham Ashcraft later on, um, I, hold on, let's bring his uh, ADP up. 458 in the last two weeks of draft champions. I think he's a, a good shot to just take a last starter. Um, there's the starting pitching starts to dwindle down um, starting at 500 ADP. So he's one of those last kind of guys you could probably grab for some decent length during the season. Corey Seager looks great with his third jack. Bubba Thompson, ADP 383 in the last two weeks in 
draft championship. 343 in online championship. There's only 360 players drafted. But he's only been drafted in 11 of the last 25 online championships. He went 2 for 3 with a homer with Leody Tavares out for possibly the start of the season. And we don't know how much longer we're going to see Bubba's draft price rise for sure. We saw what he did last year. And if you picked him up on the wire, he boosted your team up in steals. So he's probably going to be pretty valuable to start the season if Tavares is out. Kyle Harrison of the Giants got hammered for five hits, five earned runs, and an inning in two-third, one walk, two Ks. Adrian Sampson got rocked for two and two-third inning pitch, four hits, six earned runs, two walks, two Ks. He should not be one of the top five Cubs starting pitchers. This should be Hayden Wisniewski and anyone else who's better than Adrian Sampson. Albert Altale was the first reliever out of the pen and went an inning and a third with one walk and two Ks. He's a popular choice by many people to be one of the options for the Cubs to close games. I think he's going to bounce back between high leverage, multiple innings, and maybe even closing out some one, two inning games. So he's an interesting reliever for sure. Garrett Mitchell on the Brewers, ADP 273. In the last two weeks in draft champions, 252 in online championship. His stock continues to rise. He hit his third spring homer. He is 6 for 17 this spring. 5Ks, no walk, but he has led off every game he has started. Corbin Burns, 3 innings pitch, 6 hits, 2 earned runs, 1 walk, 0Ks. I watched the game. I don't know. I'm just, maybe I'm, I'm not trying to pick on Corbin Burns, but I just don't really think he's that consensus 1 or 2 that we all think. I've said this before. I'll say it again. He's a very good pitcher, no doubt. But... I included a rolling seven-game average of his skills from Fangraph, and you can see the zone contact rising. You can see the K percentage dropping. You can see the swinging strike dropping. You can see the O swing dropping. It's, uh, I don't know. I'm really concerned about the personality, too, on the mo- on the mound. The, you know, he voiced his concern about the arbitration process. He felt like they didn't value him. That could stay in your head. I don't know. I'm not a fucking mind reader. I'm just reading things. And me personally, as a human being, I'm just trying to put myself in the position of these players and see how they're reacting on the field. And I know it's the spring. But the White Sox put some good at-bats against him. He had some help on the field, too, that probably helped his overall line in terms of the earned runs. But I am not picking him as a one or two SP in the first or second round. I'm passing all day on Kerbin Burns. Oscar Colas on the White Sox, ADP 319 in draft championships, 278 in online championship. He was two for three with two runs and a walk. This spring, he's nine for 21, one walk, one K, while going one for two on the base path. He only stole three bases in the minors last year, but he was quoted as saying that the coach told him he had good legs and they want him to use it. Interesting. I also included a clip um, from Elgis Andrews, who was talking about him and Raven, about the work ethic and what he has possibly in store for the White Sox this season. Rugnet Odor, he's back, ADP 723 in draft champions, right? He's only been drafted nine, uh, three times out of the last 15 drafts. And you're going to say, what the fuck do we want from Rugnet Odor, right? I don't know, he stole two bases yesterday. But right now, he is the bench bat listed on roster resource. We know that Tatis is starting the season on the suspended list. And Odor has capability to play all around the field. Could be a sneaky ad here in Draft Champions. You know, he's he's got... He's, he might play to start the season. He might get some sneaky at-bats in. And he qualifies for only second base, but... Um, there's, there's worst options down there for sure. Seth Lugo went 
three and a third for seven hits, zero earned runs, one walk, five Ks. He's right now he's sitting at ADP 504. It might be a sneaky good ad here. We haven't seen how he can do going, um, you know, deep into games in a while, but he's a good pitcher overall. As a Met fan, I, I know that. I saw his attack plan, and um, he might be a decent stab here again for late round starting pitching help. And your draft champions, Carlos Carrasco, three innings pitch, four hits, one on run, no walks, two Ks. His velo was down last start. The no stack cast here, but I would not shy away from drafting him at the moment. Tyler McGill went two and a third, one hit, two walks, three Ks. Let's see if he can ramp up to starter length. David Peterson is fine after getting hit in the foot with a ball and should be up first before McGill after the injury to Jose Quintana, who had a stretch, stress fracture, stress fracture, yeah. Hard to say that. In his rib, and um, there's no timetable right now for that. It could be two months. It could be a month. It could be more. But keep your eye on the Mets situation there. Tristan Casas went two for three with two ribbies, uh, two runs and a ribby and a walk. He's eight for 18 this spring with one homer, two walks, and four Ks. I'm going to read through some of the notes from March 6th games. This is from Ryan Venancio. You can find him on Twitter at Ven underscore Armbarn and catch him on the In the Cut podcast. He'll be a big part of the Patreon team this year. Um, so his quick notes from the, the games on he saw that on March 6th with Tony Gonsolin's brain his ankle. He's gonna miss his next schedule start on Wednesday. The severity is not yet known. Um, Josh Lowe continues to impress. He had a five pitch walk against Sandy Alcantara on March 6th with six pitches, 101 mile per hour line out versus Alcantara. Um, Shane McClanahan, 39 pitches. Velo is normal. Need to see if the release point is any different due to the shoulder impingement. If it's like prior to August of last year, he should be deemed healthy and ready to go. Jack Flaherty, 47 pitches. Velo down 1.3 miles an hour on the fastball. 13% whiff rate. Zero whiffs on any of his breaking pitches. Stephen Matz looked good in 39 pitches. Velo looking normal with a 29% whiff rate. 56% sinker usage. Up nearly 10% from last season. Andrew Heaney was down 1.5 mile an hour on the fastball. Throwing a slider 16% of the time down 32 percent from the time last season may have been just putting work into the changeup regardless he had four strikeouts and one walk in three scoreless innings glenn otto has come into camp with a complete overhaul of his pitch mix after only throwing his four seam at 23 percent of the times last season he has he was 56 percent of the time on march 6 while nearly ditching the sinker 20 percent 26 percent of the time usage prior to six percent that day and completely ditching the changeup Considering how terrible he was last season, 18% K rate, 10% walk rate, and a 4.83 Sierra. It's nice to see him making some changes. Daniel Bard averaged 85.9 with the fastball on March 6th, maxing out at 96.6. In the last outing, prior was 94.2 on average, maxing out at 95.2. So good to see the bump there. Robbie Grossman appears to have the inside track on the Rangers starting left fielder job. He has made seven starts in left field so far this spring, hitting 417 with a 1.246 OPS. Ryan McMahon made another start at second base with El Harris Montero slotting in at third. We're not really sure Montero's an everyday player given his horrific plate skills that I've mentioned prior on the podcast and middle-long power. Um, Ryan expects the winner of the second or third base job in Colorado is Ryan McMahon and whoever earns the job between Harold Castro, Mike Mustapis, and Coco Montes would fill the other position. Bryce Miller of the Mariners looked great again. Three innings pitched of scoreless ball with four strikeouts. Miller has a plus-plus fastball through 130 innings in the Manning League last season, ending in double-A. He's going to make an impact on some point in 2023, said Ryan. Pete Crow Armstrong of the Cubs stole his fourth base of the spring. He's making sick plays in the outfield. I watched him. I'm just 
Oh, I'm just so sad that they the Mets traded Javi Baez, traded for Javi Baez and gave this kid up. The outside chance he comes up later in the season if the Cody Bellinger experiment goes south or if they need any other outfield help. If they're in the running for a playoff spot and say a Suzuki's nursing an injury or something, Pico Armstrong has a decent, decent chance. It's very probably not probable, but... He's a major league looking player right now. Hayden Wisniewski went two and two thirds with three strikeouts, one walk, no earned run. Carl Restavez had a clean inning aside from one walk, um, seven walks now, and an innings in two third on the spring. Jason Hayward with another start in center field, going 0 for 2 with a walk. He has hit 333 in the spring thus far and has had high praise from manager Dave Roberts. Cindy Noah. And the guard threw three innings pitch, fastball ranging from 91 to 94 on the radar gun. According to the Dodgers beat writer, it's one mile per hour up from his previous start's max velocity. Brady Singer with five strikeouts in three innings. He's saying after the game that is some of the best change-ups he has thrown so far are potentially really important pitch for Singer, who is mostly sinker slider. Carlos Vargas of the Arizona Diamondbacks has averaged 99-6 on his fastball so far in the spring, getting Michael Massey to swing and miss three consecutive pitches today. The only batter he faced. Keep an eye on Carlos Vargas in the Diamondback pen this year. Chris Sale threw two scoreless innings with two strikeouts. He sat 93-95 with the fastball, touching 96. So, again, once again, that was the notes from Ryan Financio from March 6 games. Some quick news and notes. The Rockies signed Brad Hand to a one-year $2 million contract with a $7 million club option for 2024. And the deal includes a $1.5 million salary for the coming season and a $500,000 buyout on the option. As well as a $1 million bonus if Hand breaks camp on either the active roster or the injured list. Don't draft Brad Hand. Rangers signed left-handed Will Smith um, to a one-year $1.5 million contract on Saturday. The deal includes up to $2.5 million in bonuses based on appearances and games finished. He made his only All-Star game in 2019 closed for the Giants. He has the relationship with Bruce Bochy, and everyone's going to think, you know, okay, yeah, he's got a relationship. He's the closer. Jose LeClerc is hurt, nursing a, um, a neck thing. Um, he did throw a bullpen. He threw a simulated B game, quote-unquote B game. Um, if you want to speculate on Will Smith being the closer, go ahead. I am not going to. I still think Jose LeClerc is the guy until he shows that he's not the guy. Um, MLB investigation results in no discipline for Mike Clevenger. Um, think whatever you want of him, whatever. It's our, it's our um, job to talk about, obviously, that he's not going to be disciplined. And... Um, probably his ADP right now is falling a little bit into the 400s. And, um, if you need a good solid starting pitcher, you could speculate on the, him getting his fastballs back in shape and just whitening the ship from his previous stellar career on the mound. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. is taking swings off a tee. They said he's going to progress into the cage soon. And we're not really super concerned about the Bouge don't seem to be too concerned about him getting back onto the field very shortly. The Athletics could deploy a six-man rotation this year. That's what General Manager David Force said in discussing the situation with Matt Kawahara of the San Francisco Chronicle. They said it mapped it out in several different ways. Things that look like a six-man rotation or an occasional bullpen day or an occasional spot starter. There are a lot of ways to do it. I just don't think we'll know what they are until we really get into this. One important factor of that is that Shintaro Fujinami making a transition from the Japan League usually pitches one per week, once per week, as opposed to the five-day schedule here that um, happened in Major League Baseball. Um, and he also 
had been occasionally used as a reliever in recent years. So making his typical workload a little less than that of a typical starter. So um, the club also has a bunch of young options to go to. So just keep an eye on that, even though he looks really good so far in the spring. Um, Orioles manager Brandon Hyde doesn't believe left-handed pitcher D.L. Hall will be stretched out enough to be in the opening day rotation. The Tigers signed right-handed pitcher Trevor Rosenthal to a minor league contract with an invitation to major league spring training. He's going to receive $2 million salary if he makes the Major League roster with another $2 million available in bonuses. If he is healthy, he got a good chance at being the closer for the Tigers, that's for sure. Um, Astros' Michael Brantley, who's recovering from shoulder surgery, said he will be ready in a week into the season at the worst, per general manager Dana Brown. Michael Conforto, who has hit a home run yesterday on March 7th, he's been limited to the designated hitter thus far, but expect to be ready for opening day on the field. He's working his way back from a capsule fracture, as we know, in his right shoulder, and he said that he just needs to work on the accuracy of his throws. Interesting. Um, Carter Keyboom on the national deal with some shoulder discomfort after his surgery, and he has yet to play the field this spring, and James Caprillion impressed in a sim game, got up to 45-pitch outing. He looks like he might be on par to make an impact this season, as well, um, Andrew Painter, there's no update on the elbow. Nathan Ivaldi has yet to resume any mound work. Nick Sandell is still not running at 100%. Lance McCullers is still not throwing. Jordan Alvarez aims to swing a bat next week. Um, David Peterson, I think I mentioned before, he looks like he's fine after the comeback of the foot. I think he's first man up for the Mets. And then Tyler McGill behind him. Terran Vavra, who um, had a little bit of a... Left shoulder discomfort, he's back to swinging the bat. Um, AJ Puck through live batting practice. Um, we don't know if he's going to get a shot at closer, but Dylan Flora has been a really good effective pitcher and closer for the Marlins, so he's really going to have to prove that he's the better option there to take over for Floro. John Musgrove has taken steps to shorten his absence. He's been lying in a hyperbaric chamber every day in an attempt to cover more quickly, according to Kevin Acey of the San Diego Tribune. And uh, he says he's trying anything, even if it knocks off a day or two to get back. Justin Turner took a brutal pitch to the face. Um, he has no no fracture, and right now he has clear scans. They're going to look to monitor for him for concussion, but it was a pretty nasty play. He was bleeding instantly. Um, Oswald Peraza on the Yankees is dealing with a minor foot injury. He wasn't included in the lineup on Saturday. And, I don't know, Anthony Volpe is rising up in ADP, folks. Grab him now before he has a stud season. I I think I mentioned him before. He looks good. I love his attack at the plate. And I think both of these players will get time with the Yankees this season as they fade out some of the older dud players they have. Um, so, um, yeah, so uh, Spencer Howard dealing with arm fatigue. I don't know if we're, anyone's done with Spencer Howard, but that's... That's the um, <laughs> that's the prognosis with him. Um, Kyle Hendrick is not expected to appear in the spring. Connor Wong, my favorite catcher four and draft champions, he has um, did some agility drills on Sunday. He's running in the pool, so they're saying he might be a little bit ahead of schedule. His opening day availability remains very much up in the air, but catcher four all day draft champion. He's going to make an impact for you at the catcher position. Um, I mentioned Leody Tavares' injury. He has a low-grade oblique strain. Um, he didn't completely rule out him being ready in time for spring training, uh, for opening day, but it sounds unlikely. So, um, and 
Miguel Vargas, should we Zoom swinging Wednesday? I mean, the fucking guy doesn't swing and he walks. It's amazing. What a bunch of dud pitchers that can't get the ball or the plate to strike him out. Pretty, pretty crazy. But that's going to wrap it up. Um, quick little blast here, combining a little bit of March 6th and March 7th. I'm sorry I did it backwards. It's just that's the way I wrote it down in my notes, and that's just the way it came out. So hopefully you avoid no confusion there. But yes. Patreon Friday. Let's fucking do it. I'll have the link on Twitter. Everywhere else, if you um, don't have Twitter, um, you can email me at pullhitterpodcast at gmail.com and I will give you the link, the Patreon link. But basically, if you go to patreon.com and you put in pullhitter, it should come up. It's not live yet, but I will... Be doing that on Friday, and as well as I have an online championship draft on Friday, 8 p.m. on the NFBC 12 team with Fab 30 rounds live. And if you join the Patreon, I'll probably just be streaming it from either the Discord chat that we will have available, or I'll give an invite to Zoom for anyone who joins if they want to fucking come hang out, watch me draft, talk shit to me, do all that fun stuff, whatever. But um, thank you for listening. Don't be a bag of shit today or any day. Peace.